Um, Walker, I'm going to ask again. Are you counting out touchdown Tom? Yes. Yeah! He's done. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host, Big Daddy Ranks, Walker Kelly. Walker, how is your week eight shaping up? How are your buys doing? I mean, week nine. How's week nine doing with all the buys? Uh, I have one league where it's not good. Um, I've had to trade for Taylor Heineke, trade for Jacoby Myers, and I think I'm going to have to start, like, Jamichael Hasty. Yeah, running back two slot. So, yeah, it's not good. I have right now I have a fab bid in on a kicker, which is how things are going. And I really need this kicker because I think my both my opponent and I had kickers on by and now neither of us have a kicker and somebody dropped Tyler Bass on his by. And Mm. so I know that we each have the waiver bid in on on Tyler Bass because neither one of us has a kicker right now. (laughs) <laughs> and, that, and neither one of us is using that extra roster spot. So I'm like, okay, we're both bidding on Tyler Bass. Um, but uh, it's bad. It's uh, it's real bad. But that's not what this podcast is about. This is about Josh Larkey blocked us. <laughs> getting, blocked, <laughs> getting blocked on Twitter. This this podcast is about getting blocked on Twitter. Uh, we're yeah. adults about this. Yeah, well, welcome, welcome to Block Party. Uh, yeah. <laughs> This is a niche fantasy football uh, Twitter drama. All right, uh, let's get into the weekly rankings. We'll, we're going to start by talking about Thursday Night Football. If we want to check out Walker's ranks, they are all at footballabsurdity, footballabsurdity.com. Link at the top of every single page, or there'll be a link in the podcast notes. Um, Thursday Night Football, Walker and I talked about yesterday, insanely straightforward. Uh, you have good, team, J- good team play bad team. Yeah, good team play bad team. Uh, Jalen Hurts, you have uh, at three, start. Miles Sanders, you have at eight, start. Damian Pierce, you have at 10, start. We're going to come back to that. A.J. Brown, you have at seven, start. Dallas Goddard, you have at five, start. No need to talk about any of those guys. Well, uh, except ne- for apparently Damian Pierce. Well, we need to come back to Damian Pierce because there are people who I've seen people who are scared of the Eagles matchup. And I think we need to reassure people that mm. they can start Damian Pierce, that it's a good start. Um, yep. But but if you're like, I don't know, should I bench Jalen Hurts or A.J. Brown or Dallas Goddard? It's like, get out of my face. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Get out of here. All right. And then easy sits. Davis Mills, get him out. Rex Burkhead, get him out. Brandon Cooks, not so easy, but you have get him out. We'll talk more about that. And the Jordan Aikens, get him out. So uh, let's talk about Damian Pierce. So you have Damian Pierce at 10. Uh-huh. And um, what has you so excited? Before I talk about what I found for my starter sit for Thursday, uh, what has you so excited about Damian Pierce in this matchup? Well, you got to think Houston's strategy is going to be the same as it is for every other game, which is to run the ball, try to make the game as short as possible, and limit the amount of possessions that Philadelphia gets. Something that is actually a feather in their cap here is that Philadelphia's defense, while pretty good, is actually the 13th best matchup against running backs for fantasy. Mm-hmm. And so I, this is actually a pretty neutral matchup for Damian Pierce. And with his insanely high volume, uh, I think that makes him a top 12 play on the week. Yeah, and uh, what I found, too, was that um, so uh, the Eagles – uh, started off, they gave up the first 20-plus-yard 20 20 rush play of the year, and then they haven't given up one since then. 
It was DeAndre Swift's 50 yard rush on like the second play of the game. That was the yeah. very first one of the year. But they were going 62, 87, 71. Those were their rush yards allowed. And then in the last three games, uh, Arizona 124, Dallas 134, Pittsburgh 144, which was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. r- rushing yards allowed. I mean, that was granted a little, little Warren, a little uh, uh, Pickett, a little um, Harris, but they still allowed that much. And, um, you know, they've been giving up good fantasy days recently. And, you know, Damian Pierce isn't that like guy who relies on the home run. He's kind right. of a grinder. So the fact that they limit the home runs while still being susceptible to the grinders makes me feel good about starting Damian Pierce this week. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So I, I think that, um, you know, I saw some people getting scared about Damian Pierce because he didn't have the best game last week. Um, he scored a touchdown, which saved him. And I mentioned it yesterday in the Patreon episode saying, um, you know, is this the beginning of the end? And you gave the answer I was looking for. It's not. Um, but yeah, I think Damian Pierce, good start this week. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, this is kind of surprising. You have him as a flex. You have him at running back 35. Um, I have him as a, uh, you can desperately start him if you need to. Yeah, I, this isn't a necessarily a recommended flex. I mean, he's just barely in the top 36 running backs. But in deeper leagues, I think that this is a guy that you can just scoop up and throw in if you need to, um, with six teams on by especially, mm-hmm. because the matchup against Houston is so good. I mean, they're giving up four more points to running backs than any other team. So I, I just feel like that's where Philly's going to have to attack because uh, Houston's defense has actually been pretty solid against the pass. Not that they've played a lot of pass offenses that are as good as Philly's, but um, I I think Philly's pass offense will be fine. And, you know, I think Dallas Goddard will have a startable tight end day. I think AJ Brown will still be AJ Brown, but I mean, outside of that, you're probably looking at a lot of running and I could see Kenneth Gainwell maybe getting into the end zone I could see him getting six or seven touches and breaking one for a long game. You know, I, I just last week uh, we used this matchup to uh, identify Dontrell Hilliard as a potential deep league flex, and he got double digit points. So uh, same strategy this week. OK, yeah. So. Um, so uh, Rex Burkhead, you have two spots behind him as a sit. Um, I said, you know, if you're you unless you're fully desperate, sit sit. Rex Burkhead, but he is getting some touches when the uh, Texans are behind and they are going to be behind in this one. Yeah, if this is a blowout, then Rex Burkhead's probably going to get you like 11 points in garbage mm-hmm. time. But um, yeah, low low ceiling, medium floor. You know, pretty pretty similar to Gainwell. I just the matchup is so much better for Gainwell. Yeah, I called him a start if you're saying, oh, my God, I just need points on my roster. Like, yes. <laughs> if you are like uh, like we were talking about to start off the episode, uh, it's an exceptionally desperate week. Uh-huh. Um, so um, let's talk about Devonta Smith, who you have at 28 as a flex. I have him as a start. Yeah, I have him as a solid flex play. Um, again, this is just because Houston's been pretty good against opposing receivers this season. Um, their secondary has been a lot better than people expected it to be. Derek Stingley and Jalen Petrie have made a huge difference. And I, I don't think Smith's role is consistently big enough to warrant being top 24 in a matchup that's below average. Um, I think he's still a guy that is a high level flex play. And in most situations you should be starting him. 
you know, any league that's two wide receivers and a flex, you're probably playing Devonte Smith. And I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, I just think there's other guys that you'd rather play. You know, I'd rather play DJ Moore. I'd rather play Gabe Davis. I'd rather play Curtis Samuel, those types of guys. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like Devonta Smith. I think uh, uh, I was listening to the CBS podcast uh, today and uh, Heath Cummings, friend of the show, Heath Cummings said, uh, if you're sitting Devonta Smith, uh, congratulations on having three top 24 uh, wide receivers. Basically is what it comes down to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a situation where you could have on your team like a top guy like, say, Tyreek Hill, um, a, a solid guy like uh, Terry McLaurin, and then a guy who wasn't drafted real high like Jacoby Myers. And if you have those three guys, I would not play Devontae Smith. But, you know, it, it, like I say, in most cases, you're playing Smith. I'd play Smith over Adam Thielen, over Romeo Dubs, Devin DuVernay. Drake London, you know. Okay, yeah, it's it's a uh, a good, not great play. And then you have Brandon Cooks as a sit at 37. Nico Collins is out. Brandon Cooks made some tweet this week. You know, he did wide receiver tweeting. He's not practicing. Uh, if he does play, it's, I mean, he's going up against a great secondary. So I can co-sign this sit, but I also understand that a lot of people might not be in a situation where they can sit him. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be a four for 42 game for Cooks. Yeah. So um, what about, uh, let's see, who else is there? Chris Moore, Philip Dorsett. Uh, no, no. Not please. interested. Somebody's going to score a touchdown, but we don't know who it's going to be. Uh, um, it's going to be, uh, who's their third tight end? Uh, Jordan is their 1A. Or well, 1A. there's there's OJ Howard, Brevin Jordan, and Jordan. Oh, yeah. yeah However, you want to dole that out. It's going to be another OJ Howard touchdown week where he, get, he has like one for six and a touchdown. He has two for seven and a touchdown. Mm, gross. <laughs> gross. Um, all right. So, yeah, very straightforward game for Thursday Night Football. As Walker said, uh, very uh, good team plays bad team. And that's pretty much what it comes down to. Yes. Um, there's not even like sneaky deep guys. There's two flexes in there, Kenneth Gainwell and Devonta Smith. So let's move on to our sicko stashes of the week. Um, I'm just double checking my Thursday night football notes. So, all right. So if you don't know what the sicko stashes of the week are, they are guys rostered. It started off as me saying one person. It started off as Alec Pierce. And now Walker has five and I have four. <laughs> yes. So, so uh, these are guys rostered in fewer than five or five percent or fewer of leagues after waivers ran. So these are the real dregs. These are the sicko pickups. And um, I mean, we had Kadarius Tony. I'm sorry, we had Wandale Robinson as a sicko pickup. Kadarius Tony gets traded. We had uh, 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 Kyron Williams as one back when he was like four percent rostered. Cam Akers falls off the face of the earth. Uh, really? What was what was the other one? The other sicko stash that somebody uh, well, got traded. Ben's Oh, I was going to say Ben Skoranek was eh. relevant for a little bit. Um, gosh. There was one other one where somebody got traded. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, it was Miles Gaskin for like five minutes. Yeah, that's right. Miles Gaskin for like five minutes. Yeah. Uh, until they went out and got Jeff Wilson Jr., the bane of my existence. So, all right, Walker, uh, let's start off looking at. Oh, my God. I have two mice on my desk. I have the, I grabbed the wrong mouse. <laughs> Uh, I have a, so I have, cause I have a glass yes, desk. You, I have you, a, Jeff, Jeff has a computer mouse and a live mouse on his desk. That's right. The live mouse. No, I have, I have one that's, uh, that I use everywhere, but my office desk because it's glass. So I can't use the, 
the um, the light feature that you normally use. So I have to use a thumb thumb one on my desk. And this has been Mouse Chat. Uh, call us uh, Ratatouille because we're uh, we're doing Mouse Chat, folks. Um, Isn't that a rat, not a mouse? <laughs> That's why it's called Rat Tattooey. Yeah, this this one said that Remy's a mouse. That guy's got a mouse in his chef hat. All right, Stuart Little. How, how about that? Yeah, he's a mouse. All right, let's start off with sicko stashes. So, Walker, uh, you have a 1% running back sicko stash. And uh, let me see if I can figure out who this might be. Um, is it Miles Gaskin? No, he's more than 1% rostered. Is he more than 1% rostered? He's, he's 3% rostered. Uh, let's just say that I have a sicko stash that may or may not be Miles Gaskin, and he's 1% rostered. Oh, well, he's 3% rostered in Yahoo now. Oh. Isn't he? No, he's still 1%. Maybe he went down? Oh, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. It is. You're right. It is 1%, because that was my guess for your 1% person. That's correct. That what Mine is Miles Gaskin, baby. I'm not okay. giving up. I'm not giving up on Miles Gaskin. Uh, it's going to take over the Chase Edmonds role, getting five touches a game. All right. Your 1% running back. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, God. It's not Brandon Bolden again, is it? No. God, no. Okay. Um, Amir Abdullah? Nope. It is Boston Scott. Oh, Boston Scott. That's a great one. Um, yeah. If... Uh, if Miles Sanders ever got hurt, Boston Scott would get the most carries because he's a little fire plug type guy and Gainwell's more of a pass catcher. So I if you have a deep league roster or like a spot open on your dynasty roster or something, throwing Boston Scott in there is I, I think a solid idea because yeah, if anything were to happen to Miles Sanders, then all of a sudden Boston Scott's gonna be getting probably like a dozen touches a game in an outstanding offense. Yeah. That's a great call. I didn't even I somehow I looked right past him because that's a great uh, a, a true uh, sicko stash because if Miles Sanders gets hurt. Yeah, he's going to be in a great situation to produce. So. All right. Uh, my first is a five percent rostered wide receiver and there's only four options here. Yeah, I, I right. What I wrote down for my guess is and it's due to the injury to Rashad Bateman. I said Demarcus Robinson. Well, he has 13 targets in his last two games without Rashad Bateman playing all of them. And he has uh, four and a half catches for 45 yards average in those games. So, yes, it is Demarcus Robinson. Very nice. All right. I, I don't mind that one. He's not my 5% receiver, which now you have three options. That would be, uh, is he wife material? He is indeed. It's Marvin yeah. Jones, baby. Marvin Jones Jr., who almost if, was mine as well. If... uh. If either Christian Kirk or Zay Jones got hurt, he'd immediately be in line for eight car eight targets a game. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's currently producing like wide receiver 50 type numbers. So, yeah, he'd move into a three wide receiver consideration if an injury happened in front of him. Yeah. So Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, it's it's it's. The offense is built around. I realize the receivers are all just guys that they have to push the ball downfield to matter. Whereas Mark Andrews works underneath. And so it's like, you don't have to be particularly good. You just have to be like Demarcus Robinson to just catch right. those balls downfield. So, all right. So, uh, Marvin Jones, Demarcus Robinson, um, kind of the same 
theory, I guess. Robinson's already in the role that you're hoping yeah. that he can get, which is just like, yeah, he's a four for 45 receiver. Yeah, and uh, Marvin Jones could get there. So, all right. Uh, my guy, another 3% uh, rostered running back. Uh, Ronnie Rivers. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Rivers, uh, he had uh, 14, or sorry, 12 touches last week. Which um, they he didn't do well with him. He only had 36 yards, but the 12 touches it tells me that um, they might be out of the uh, Daryl Henderson sweepstakes for now. And this is just waiting for Kyron Williams to come back. And if Kyron Williams suffers any sort of setback, it might be the Ronnie Rivers show. Uh, don't feel great about it. I would rather have Miles Gaskin, which says everything. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I would probably rather have Rivers than Gaskin, but I. Again, yeah, these are sicko stashes for a reason. Uh, Ronnie Rivers is probably not a guy who will ever get 12 touches again in his NFL career, um, but he might be able to stick with like an eight-touch role in an offense that has potential to be good at some point. Mm-hmm. So, and if he's if he's catching passes too, that's you know more valuable than getting the the you know eight 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 carries are about as valuable as four targets if that makes sense right and he seems to be the guy who's going to get targeted if there's going to be a targeted running back yes so he can get fewer of those and still be productive sorry i got distracted because i saw somebody uh went through all the urinals in the bathrooms at citizens bake ballpark and put uh pictures of ash or put astros baseball cards in them (laughs) it's high effort i'll give you credit for that yeah. Uh, all right. So who is your 3% wide receiver? Let's see. 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 3%. Well, there's only three of them. And I know it's not Randall Cobb. And it's not Christian Watson, is it? No. Because it's only the only 3% are Jalen Tolbert, Christian Watson, and Randall Cobb. Oh, he must have went up a little bit. Is he 4% is it, then? Is it Terrace Marshall? Yeah. I almost put Terrace Marshall and I was like, no, Walker will get will roast me for that. No, Terrace Marshall is the definition of a sicko stash because I'm pretty certain he's bad. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, but he's the number two receiver on the team right now. And he had a career high in snap count, career high in targets and yards last week Four Mm -hmm. for 87. Um, He seems to be their designated chuck it down the field guy. So in good matchups, I think. In good matchups, in deep leagues, Terrace Marshall's a guy you could throw in and figure he's going to get you like eight points at worst. Yeah, no, I almost had Terrace Marshall as mine, but I was like, no, Walker's going to make fun of me because Terrace Marshall is bad. So there we go. Yeah, so I, guess, I mean, Ronnie Rivers is bad, and I didn't make fun of you for that either. So. That's true. All's fair in love and sicko stashes. All right. right. Um, let's do yours. Wait, do we have? OK, let's go to tight end. I think we might have the same tight end. But... I don't think so. We might have looked at it at different times. Let's I don't see. I don't believe I don't believe that we do, but we'll see. Is yours Cam Brate? Yes. Okay. Mine yeah, is just, not Cam Brate, so No, I was guessing yours was Foster Moreau. It is. It's Foster Moreau because uh uh is um is Darren Waller ever gonna play football ever again? I mean, we have no proof of this. So yeah. in the event that he doesn't, Foster Moreau is a uh like a, he's like tight end 15 or 16 on a weekly basis, but in a good matchup, you could play him. Yeah. I think he would be a uh, tight end premium ad 
But if if you're in a league with tight end premium, you probably it's probably deep enough that Foster Moreau is probably already on a roster because it's gonna be like a 30 man dynasty league. But <laughs> but uh, all right, your two percent wide receiver. Let's see. I was looking at tight ends. Let's see, two percent wide receiver. Gotta go back. Check out check out these wide receivers, folks. They are only two percent rostered. They're like milk. Um, Jeff is looking at these guys with disgust on his face. Is it? Oh, is it Khalif? It's Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond. Raymond. Yeah. Uh, like I said uh, yesterday, he has at least four targets in his last four games. Um, he has at least 38 yards in his last four games, I believe, and at least mm-hmm. 70 in his last two. Yeah. Uh, so he's been pretty consistently getting you like nine to 11 fantasy points. He's basically been the same guy as Donovan Peoples-Jones since DJ Chark went out with injury, and I would expect him to continue to do exactly that. Like He's a high-floor, low-ceiling player that if you need somebody to throw in your wide receiver slot and get you 9 or 10 points, Raymond can do that. Yeah, and um, I think you're kind of underselling him, saying he's had at least four targets. Like uh, The last three, 7, 6, and 4, you know, and the 7 and, and 6 is Yeah, and the one before that he had, what, 8? He had uh no he only had five in the one five that. okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah so he went the other way five, yeah, yeah. five and a half targets over the last four games averaging I think four catches mm-hmm. for like fifty some yards so yeah back in back in the napkin here it's looking around fifty five ish yards right so like yeah four for fifty five I mean he's a slightly better version of Demarcus Robinson in my opinion in an offense in a passing offense that's so far been better than the Ravens passing offense. Um, Raymond's also a guy with a lot of speed, so he can get downfield and be a shot play type guy as well. Yeah, a a, a baller, shot caller, brawler. All right, who is your sneaky fart of the week? Which, if this is your first episode, uh, that is a flex start, somewhere between a flex and a start, a sneaky fart of the week. Yeah, uh, and he's getting less sneaky by the week because uh, he's tied, or he's actually won back now because Chubb ran for another touchdown. But mm-hmm. he's second in the NFL in rushing touchdowns. It's Jamal Williams. Um, not somebody that most people are going to tell you to start because he gets about like 11 touches a game and hardly ever catches the ball. But he gets almost all of the goal line carries. And this is an offense that scores points. So yeah. I think that Jamal Williams, for the time being, um, you might not feel great about the role. But especially with all these bye weeks, I think Jamal's a guy that you're playing in almost every case this week. Let me ask you a question. Would yes. you trade uh, Jamal Williams for Christian Kirk? Uh, You'd be getting Christian Kirk. Probably. Okay, good. That's the right answer. That's what I need to hear. Hear that, Joe Berg? Trade me Jamal Williams. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pending uh, trade offer in my league. I'm trying to get another running back because I have uh, the running back core where everything has gone wrong. Melvin Gordon, James Conner. Uh, I forget who else. Uh, oh, Antonio Gibson, but he's coming back from the dead. Yeah, he's been fine lately, actually. Actually, yeah. he's been more than fine. He's been good lately. Yeah, the idea that uh, uh, Brian Robinson was coming for his job was, like, very short. Oh, yeah, this is my current uh, This is my current starting lineup in um, uh, Shout Out the Tuck Rule podcast, which is currently on hiatus. But uh, 
yeah, I, I'm in the fantasy league for that podcast. And my starting lineup this week is going to be Taylor Heineke, Eno Benjamin, Deion Jackson, Zay Jones, Jacoby Myers, Travis Kelsey, Callie Raymond, Chiefs defense, and Will Lutz. Deion Jackson, just like, just throwing him in there, just being like, Hail Mary, baby, let's go. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I have Saquon, Deontay, Melvin, Michael Gallup, and Broncos defense all on by, plus Traylon Burks and Rashad Bateman injured. Yeah, um, that's that's uh, that's rough. <laughs> it's not good. Oh, and Russell no. Wilson on by, too. Oh, that's fine. It's an 18-team yeah. league, though, so, you know. Russell Wilson's actually sort of relevant. Yeah, like my 16-team league where I spent uh, $30 on Matt Ryan the week where he played the game that he got benched for. <laughs> I love fantasy football. It's so good. It's great. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's um because I have uh, Josh Allen. So I just I, I didn't carry a second quarterback in that league. And I was like, well, I'll just figure it out on Josh Allen's bye week. And I got to Josh Allen's bye week. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I was oh, like, no. if I don't get Matt Ryan, like I have nobody to start. So I went all in and then I should have just saved my fab. All right. Let's get into your ranks for this week. So once again, if you're just joining us uh, 15 or 20 minutes into the podcast, um, go to footballabsurdity.com. Uh, link at the top. Uh, literally every page that says uh, week nine ranks and you can find the ranks there. There will also be a link in the description uh, to the podcast uh, that you're listening to at this very moment. This one right now you go That's in the description. Correct. The link is there. All right. Uh, so what we do is we go through quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and we go through guys that Walker is higher on lower on. And then their toughest rank, most surprising rank, sneaky start and tough sit. So first up uh, Walker, Geno yeah. Smith above Lamar Jackson this week. You have Geno Smith at four going up against Arizona. ECR is nine. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's weird. Um, it's real weird. But <laughs> Not great, folks. It's, yeah, again, bye weeks, a lot of them. Geno has a really good matchup for quarterbacks. Uh, he's been a top 10 guy all season. So just had a really solid game and a bad matchup last week. I think that he's a smash play. I really do. Yeah, so uh, I just I just can't believe we've gotten to the point where, you know, Geno Smith, who was a a punchline, like literally a punchline. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and here, there we go. He's, and now he's, the, uh, and now the four guys after him in my rankings are Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray. Just like we all thought when the season started. <laughs> yeah, really good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Um, next one. So you would start. Hold on. Just to be clear, you'd start him over everybody. But Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. That's correct. Woo. Let's go. All right. Uh, a guy that I've been writing about all week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you have at nine. ECR on him is 14 uh, going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, he's going from the number 32 team in fancy points allowed to quarterbacks to the number one team. Yep. And fancy points allowed to quarterbacks. Yeah, worst to best. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I fully expect Lawrence to have a top 12 week this week. Andy Dalton was good against the Raiders last week, and he didn't even throw all that much. No. So, um, yeah, he had a pretty muted day and still had two touchdowns and like 200 yards. So, yeah, Lawrence, I think, will have a very successful day against this terrible Raiders secondary. Um, if you have Lawrence, I think you're starting him. Yeah, Dalton had 
uh, you know, the the fantasy line he had last week and the Saints kind of spent the second half just kind of just like looking around being like, are the Raiders going to do anything? Like they didn't even really yeah. play in the second half. They didn't. Yeah, do they, much. Gave, they gave Kamara a few carries. They let Taysom Hill run a drive. Uh, yeah, it, it was just. Yeah, they basically just like kind of stood there and waited for the Raiders to wake up and the Raiders never did. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Raiders, good matchup this week for him. Um, so bold, bold prediction, 250 and three for Trevor Lawrence. Woo. So that's what? 10, uh, 22, 22 points. All right. Any rushing? Uh, no, doesn't okay. need to. No, uh, negative three because he does kneel downs at the end kneel of the downs. game. <laughs> there you go. Win. My sister lost a game on a kneel down last year. Oh, God, because <laughs> she was like she was like she sent me the screenshot. She's like, oh, my God, I I, I won by like point oh five points. And then I was watching the game and then the quarterback kneeled down and I was like, oh, boy, I have to explain something to you. <laughs> oh God, no. You're about to lose. <laughs> All right. Uh, your third guy, Andy Dalton, you have at 13 this week. ECR is 18 going but going up against Baltimore. Uh, great matchup. He's been producing. I don't know why people are so low on him this week. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I, I don't understand why ECR on guys like Tom Brady or Jared Goff are higher than him. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, neither one of them have been playing well. Tom Brady gets the Rams. Jared Goff gets the Packers. Both good defenses. So it's like, what it, what, what are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, I'll take what? Andy Dalton, who doesn't usually put the ball in harm's way very much. And is playing a defense that doesn't defend the pass well. Yeah, so um, you can go ahead and do that. So uh, you mentioned two of these guys. Uh, quarterbacks are lower on. Tom Brady, you have at 17, ECR is 12. Um, Walker, I'm going to ask again. Are you counting out touchdown Tom? Yes. Yeah! He's done. He's done, folks. That's exactly what I needed to hear because he is on my uh, Scott Fishbowl roster. So I'm going to send that to Tom Brady. And then he'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah, D, just DMing Tom Brady. Hey, my podcast co-host said that you're done. Yeah, he's counting you out. Uh, you should do well for my uh, Scott Fishbowl team. So uh, going up against the Rams, like we mentioned, I think it's just a situation where um, the Bucks are a mess. They're not good. They're not playing well. This this game will not have a lot of scoring. No, do you remember oh, when the Packers beat the Buccaneers 14 to 12 earlier this year? That's exactly like that. I was going to say, this is going to be another uh, Brady versus uh, Rogers matchup, but it's going to be Brady versus Matthew Stafford. Yeah, it's this this one's going to be like 16 to 13. I hate it. I don't like it. I hate it. All right. Uh, next one up. Jared Goff, you have at 21. ECR 16 going up against the Packers. Mentioned it's good defense. Also, he's he's slowing down a little bit. Offense is still going to score a lot of points, but Goff isn't that like top eight guy that he's been. No, I mean, we knew it was going to happen at some point. Uh, Jared Goff's just not a very good quarterback. Um, yeah, lost another weapon in Hawkinson at the deadline. So I I just don't see against this defense him having a particularly productive game. I think even in two quarterback leagues, I mean, you can probably go on your waiver wire and get Taylor Heineke or Andy Dalton or Marcus Mariota or even Ryan Tannehill and play those guys over him. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill got dropped last week because everybody was uh... – Luke Sawhook voice, uh, let's go Malik Willis. And then Malik Willis fell on his face. So you could just go get Ryan Tannehill. Right. And it, I mean, Tannehill is not not very good and doesn't have anyone at all to throw the ball to. But 
he's going to have to throw it against Kansas City, and Kansas City's pass defense is pretty bad. So mm-hmm. Tannehill will probably at least throw for over 200 yards and a touchdown. So he's got a decent floor this week. Yeah, and then the last guy that you're lower on is uh, Kirk Cousins. You have a 14, ECR's 10. Um, wa- uh, going up against Washington, uh, is it too far removed to be a revenge game? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I really don't think Kirk Cousins cares much about Washington at this point. No, considering uh, every offseason, Minnesota goes up to him and is like, all right, so here's the deal. We need to give you more guaranteed money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Cousins, this matchup's fine. But I just, with uh, banged up Adam Thielen, Irv Smith now on IR, TJ Hawkinson acclimating to a new offense. Um, uh, Washington's defense has played a lot better the last few weeks. I just think it's a multitude of factors. Like, I think you still can play Kirk Cousins this week. I'm just not expecting what he did last week against Arizona, where he had, what, 24 points. Um, I would expect something more like 16 points. Yeah, and you've got other guys like in his tier, in his range, just with better matchups. Rogers, Dalton, um, they just both have better they have better matchups this week, you know. And yep. then you've got guys like Trevor Lawrence in a good matchup who got boosted above him, and then uh, Geno Smith going crazy, uh, top four. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, th- this tier I would go with Tua at eleven through Heineke at fifteen. There you go, perfect. So that's Tua, Rogers, Dalton, Cousins, Heineke, and. Um, Outside that tier, but your toughest rank this week, you have Ryan Tannehill at 19. We mentioned it a little bit. Um, he's banged up. Casey's good. Titans aren't. Uh, Malik Willis isn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tannehill's going to have to throw at least probably like 25 to 30 times in this game. I would, ex- Like I said, I would expect him to have 200 and a touchdown at least, and he'll probably run a little bit. So, um, yeah, in two quarterback leagues, he's somebody you can scoop up and play over like a Matthew Stafford, a Jared Goff, a Mac Jones, you know, that type of thing. You drafted one of those guys to be one of your top two quarterbacks. They're not performing. Get a guy who's got a good matchup. He'll give you 15 points. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking at your ranks. I'm shocked you have somebody behind Zach Wilson. I'm surprised he's in your top 24 against Buffalo. Uh, Well, there's only 26 quarterbacks starting this week. Oh, who didn't make the list? PJ. Oh, PJ. I would start PJ before Zach Wilson. Yeah, but PJ's got a even worse matchup than Zach Wilson oh, does. Oh, Cincy. Yeah, Cincy is a, just a horrendous matchup. And uh, as much as it sucks to say, Zach Wilson has been better for fantasy than PJ <laughs> Walker has this season. PJ's had, they both had one good game, but Zach Wilson's one good game was better than PJ Walker's. All right, so if you're desperate, there you go. There's your there's your talk about uh, P.J. Walker versus Zach Wilson. And if you want 12 points, go get Davis Mills. All right, um, you're most surprising this week. You have Derek Carr at 18. Is that higher or lower than you thought going against Jacksonville? Uh, I think it's lower than most people would expect um, because it's not a tough matchup mm-hmm. and the Raiders have weapons to throw the ball to. But Carr's just been really bad this season. I mean, he's just not performing at the level we've seen previously. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been outside the top 20 a lot this year. I just made tier QB two is right around where he's going to be right now. I mean, he, I, I just think, you know, in a middling matchup in a week where we're light on quarterbacks, Carr is a guy usually you would expect to be like a top 12 play or just outside the top 12. I don't think that he's somebody you're considering in one quarterback leagues, even this week. 
Yeah, Derek Carr's the classic, like, when everybody plays, he's quarterback 14, and then when there's buys, he's top 12. But he's not even doing that this year. So right. when um, everybody plays, he's quarterback 20 this week. You know, I have him at 18. He'll probably score, like, 14 points and finish QB 15 or 16. But mm-hmm. he's not going to be usable, I don't think. Yeah. So, uh, all right, your sneaky start, a guy I'm starting this week, going up against your Detroit Lions. Uh, it's uh, Mr. Ayahuasca himself, uh, Aaron Rodgers, going for a second top, top 12 week of the year. Yeah. Well, as we said, Aaron Rodgers did 9-11. Um, <laughs> he's going to finish between I don't even know why you said that. <laughs> because I, we said he'd be reaching new heights of 11. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. Yeah, so uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to finish between 9 and 11 on the week. He did 9-11. So, uh, yes, I believe that Aaron Rodgers will make his second uh, finish in the top 12. All it takes is 26 quarterbacks playing instead of 32. Yeah, all it it takes is 26 quarterbacks playing and a top three matchup on the week. Woo! That's the back-to-back MVP. All right. um, So... Your tough sit, I don't know how tough of a sit this is anymore. Matthew Stafford going up against Tampa Bay. Uh, guy's been bad. Yeah, just reminding people that even last week after he had a better performance than a lot of people expected against San Francisco, um, Tampa's a pretty tough defense, and Stafford's still not right. So I don't recommend this. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, maybe drop Matthew Stafford. Get him out. Get him out of here. Uh, do it. Gonna, say yes. He's gonna, say yes. He's gonna have a lot of matchups against Arizona and Seattle, so maybe not yet. Do it. Do it. In drop ten him. team leagues, you can drop him for sure. Yes. All right. Let's talk about running backs. You're higher on. Uh, first one is Antonio Gibson. ECR is 24. Your rank is 18. Um, I think people still think this is a three-way timeshare. It's not. No, it's a two-way timeshare, and Antonio Gibson's the bigger part of it. And he's the better player. And he's getting more catches. Correct. So uh, I would say, uh, you know, if you bought low on Antonio Gibson, good for you. If you hung on to him when, you know, everything looked bad, good for you. If you're me, good for me. Um, And I think you can start him every week. I would start uh, Antonio Gibson over Deontay Foreman, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Michael Carter. Jamal Williams in there, too. Yes. And uh, Tyler Algier. Oh, man. Who would have thought? Tyler Algier. All right. Um, it was me. I would have thought. Tyler Algier, top yeah, 20. I was, I was waiting. It was me. I would have thought that. Um, even though it's top 20 by, like, the skin of his teeth. Like, yeah, the Chargers are just a great matchup. In yeah. an incredible matchup with six teams on by. <laughs> yeah, incredible matchup, six teams on by. He's going to get, like, 14 carries. Uh, Caleb Huntley's going to get 13, and they're each going to have, like, 10 fantasy points. Caleb Huntley will have... Uh, 11 carries and no targets and Tyler Algier will have 15 carries and one target. Yeah. Killing that timeshare. All right. Speaking of timeshares, Chuba Hubbard, you have at 33 ECRs 50. Um, I think people are buying into Foreman a little too much. Yeah. I mean, when these guys both played Hubbard actually played more. Yeah. And I'm not sure that'll happen with Hubbard coming off an injury, but I don't think Deontay Foreman has just suddenly become the starter because he tore up a bad Atlanta defense. Um, I I think that they're going to give both guys the ball. I think Foreman will carry it more. Hubbard will catch it more. Um, this is not a very good matchup, so I don't have Hubbard as a recommended play. 
but uh, him being at 50 in ECR is just absolute nonsense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so uh, you can start him this week in your flex if you're desperate. Uh, and speaking of things that don't make sense, stop trying to make Dontrell Hilliard a pick. Running no. back 34, ECR's 39. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying what you're selling, Walker. He's averaging nine PPR points a game. Good for him. I'm not buying it. Well, then you'll, you're going to miss out on nine PPR points. He's the new J.D. McKissick. Oh, God. Okay, now I love him. Dontrell Hilliard, pass-catching running back. Oh, God. He's the new A.J. Dillon. <laughs> no, so uh, Dontrell Hilliard, uh, for people who don't know, is on the Titans. Uh, they don't have any good uh, receivers. Right. That's, so that's the Hill- problem. Hilliard basically gets like four carries and four targets a game, and he's surprisingly efficient. So he'll probably end up with like 40 yards and four catch four catches pretty much every week. So he's got a decent floor. He doesn't score a ton of touchdowns. I think he's got two one the season. Um, yeah, he he's just he's a good pass catcher on a team that doesn't have any good pass catchers. So he gets the ball sometimes. Uh, they have a good pass catcher. His name is uh Austin Hooper. Oh God, no! I was wrong about that one. Oh boy. Um, all right. So some running backs are lower on. Um, nothing too crazy here except for the last one. I don't understand people's ranks. Uh, you have Devin Singletary at 25, easier on in his 19. Um, going up against the Jets, they're sneaky a better run defense than people think. Plus, yeah. Nike Mines is there now. Yeah, above average run defense. Devin Singletary is almost certainly not going to be catching passes anymore um, with both Hines and Cook there. I would guess he's the third option at running back to catch passes um, for a team that before this year didn't throw to the running back. So, yeah, Singletary is going to get like 12 carries and one or two targets a game. And that's just not a role that in a not great matchup is going to be top 20 for me. Yeah, it's just, it's fine. It's not great. So this one, Michael Carter, you have a 28. Everybody has a 21. How in the world could somebody just look at their ranks and say, yeah, Michael Carter's an RB2 this week. We have no idea what's going on. The Jets are a nightmare. Um, You know, they're going up against the Bills. Yeah, I, I don't understand this one. I mean, Carter is a guy you can play in your flex because he'll have enough volume that he'll probably get like seven or eight points at worst. But he has no ceiling here. I mean, best case scenario is like he falls in the end zone from the one and gets you like 14. Yeah. Let's be clear here. You have Michael Carter at 28 for people at home who don't click on the rank links. This is what you, this is what you have behind him. You know, Benjamin with James Conner playing. Cause you have James Conner at 16, uh, Damian Harris, Caleb Huntley, Brian Robinson, Chuba Hubbard, Dontrell Hilliard, Kenneth Gainwell, Jeff Wilson, Rex Burkhead, and Michael Hasty. It's like, uh, 28 isn't 28 what 28 usually is on the week no yeah michael carter is basically like the last guy you can feel even a teeny bit good about playing and uh, yeah like he's definitely not an rb2 he's a moderate to high floor flex play yeah and um where's james robinson oh 43 all the way down at 43 so uh yikes folks yikes and then this one I don't understand. Why would Rashad White be 32 for anybody? I, I don't, I don't understand. It. The, people saw Rashad White catch like four passes in one game and decided that he's taking over for Leonard Fournette now for some reason, just because it's all of the dynasty brain people who are like, oh, I loved Rashad White as a prospect. So that means that the instant he starts getting more touches, he's going to prove that he deserves it and he's going to take over the backfield. 
No, he's not. Uh, he got a few catches because Tampa was playing from behind. Um, I don't know what you're. I don't know what you expect here. Rashad White gets like four carries and two targets a game. Um, don't play this guy. He has one game inside the top 36, and he scored a touchdown. Right, and and so and I believe that was his only touchdown in the season. Correct. So so low percentage uh, chance to get a touchdown, and he's unusable if he doesn't score. Yeah, he has eight, seven, seven, and seven touches in his last four games. Not relevant. He's basically Alexander Madison. Nobody's saying you should be flexing Alexander Madison. Well, people go crazy and think that you can, and it doesn't make any sense. All right. Uh, your toughest rank this week, Jonathan Taylor, a little banged up this week. You have him at 15, um, you know, going up against the, the Patriots. Is this because you're scared of the Zach Boss factor? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I just had to ask, okay? No, it's because he's not super healthy. He hasn't been very good this season, um, especially for Jonathan Taylor standards. And New England is not the easiest matchup in the world. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's he's been a disappointment this year. Certainly, you know. So, uh, you know, it was it was a warning that you know w- people made that um, he wasn't the best RB, like he was the worst RB one since Devonta Freeman, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this was kind of in the in the cards. You're most surprising. You have Caleb Huntley at 31. Um, we I mentioned the guys he's ahead of Ro- Brian Robinson, Chuba Hubbard, Dontrell Hilliard, Kenny Gainwell. Uh, going up against the Chargers again, matchup, 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 matchup. Yeah, top three matchup. Uh, he's getting carries. Um, he's probably going to sniff double digit touches in this game. What we do know is he will not get any targets. He does not have any on the season, not one. No. So no. Uh, he's played in seven games. He has no targets. So yeah, it rules. Yeah, he will. He will get likely something around ten carries. He'll probably average four and a half to five yards of carry against this bad run defense. And there's mm-hmm. a good chance he scores. So, um, yeah, I'm, th- I'm looking at like 11 points for Caleb Huntley. Yeah. And then your sneaky start this week, which much like we talked about Jamal Williams, I don't know how much longer this will be sneaky because Khalil Herbert 21 against Miami. He's starting to, he's starting to assert his role. Yeah. It's, it's still like David Montgomery, 55% of the touches and Khalil yeah. Herbert, 45%. But Herbert is just so much more efficient that he's scoring more points. You know, it's kind of the same thing as when Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott are both playing again. I would guess that it's probably going to be like 14 to 11 in terms of touches towards Zeke, but mm-hmm. Pollard's going to score more points. Yeah. And uh, let me set you up here. Walker, who's ranked higher for you this week? Khalil Herbert or David Montgomery? <laughs> Khalil Herbert. What Walker? That sure is a, a sneaky start there for Khalil Herbert. Yeah, he's. I have him at 21, and I have David Montgomery as a fart at 23. Yeah. So, all right, tough sit. Brian Robinson, you have at 32. Get him out. Great story. Not a good football player. That's what it comes yeah, down. To. He's not very good at football, and his role is continuing to shrink. So even on a short, or e- even on the apocalypse week, you cannot play Brian Robinson. You don't want a short area grinder slash plotter on a bad offense? No. Oh, okay. I was just double checking. I was just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So some wide receivers that you're higher on. First one is Michael Pittman. You have at 12. Everybody else has at 21 going up against New England. Um, Personally, I'm kind of with the crowd on this one. I'm I'm not sure what, what, what he's like, what? 
Sam Ellinger showed you that made you feel good about Michael Pittman this week? I mean, Sam Ellinger completed most of his passes, and Michael Pittman gets a lot of targets. Um, also, I think that Bill Belichick's thing he's trying to stop will be Jonathan Taylor. Okay. So, um, I, I think Pittman will do fine. I'm not particularly scared of these New England corners. So, yeah, I think Pittman will probably get something like close to 10 targets. He'll catch a lot of them. So I think he's got a super high floor, but not as high a ceiling as most of your other top guys. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. If you have a receiver on one of the best offenses in the NFL, he's getting eight targets a game every game. He has over 110 yards in two straight games. He got has a top five matchup on the week. Why would you have him as low as 24? Because you have Juju Smith-Schuster at 16. And that's another guy that you're higher on. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't understand where the, you know, what, what the, the masses are doing here. I mean, Smith Schuster is a top 20 play just about every week, unless the matchup's really bad. And this matchup is good. Um, yeah. He's the number one receiver in an explosive offense. And yeah, like you said, he's been over 110 yards two weeks in a row. So um, his run after the catch ability has been much better. Uh Kansas City is getting him in space. They've figured out how to use him. I think he's a guy who should be in your lineup everywhere. Yeah, and but Walker, here's the thing. Over 110 yards, two games in a row against terrible defenses. Uh, checks notes, Buffalo and San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good. <laughs> pretty, good pretty good defenses there. So, uh, yeah, you can just keep firing up your, your Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, he's a start, start every week for you. Um Third guy, Curtis Samuel, you have at 19. Everybody else is 31. Curtis Samuel has fallen into that range of guys I'm just not going to think about. I'm like, if I have him, I'm starting him. If I don't have him, don't care. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Samuel is a low-end wide receiver two or high-end wide receiver three most weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. A little bit higher this week because, again, matchup is good. Uh, Minnesota bad against opposing receivers. And um, a lot of guys on bye week. So, yeah, Curtis Samuel, a uh, solid play this week. He's probably going to get something close to 10 opportunities in a good matchup. So even if he, it's all short area stuff, uh, I could see like an 8 for 60 game for Samuel. And uh, I'm starting to see the last couple of games as Brian Robinson has ticked down. Curtis Samuel has ticked up. Uh, he didn't have any carries for three straight games, and then he has nine in the last two. This is kind of like what we saw with Debo Samuel last year, where Kyle Shanahan looked around and was like, I don't have a good running back. Like, all my running backs are terrible. Where, where Ron Rivera's going, I got Antonio Gibson, and I don't have any other good running backs that actually run the football well. So I guess it's Curtis Samuel. So we might see this four to five carries every game now because it's the same theory as what we had with Debo Samuel in the second half last year, yes. where the running back options aren't as great as we hoped. Um some guys you're lower on, uh, Chris Godwin, you have at 21, ECR is 12, uh, going up against the Rams. Uh, do, you th- do you think he gets stopped? Do you think he doesn't have Jalen Ramsey on him? Because Jalen Ramsey is bad now. Uh, I mean, I don't think Jalen Ramsey's bad. I, 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 I refuse to accept it. Uh, he's bad now. Okay, wow. You're also a 49ers fan, so you're very eager to call him bad. Walker, he's burnt toast. Well, I the Rams defense is above average against opposing receivers still. And Chris Godwin has been getting a whole lot of like 
six for 65. So I don't understand why people think he's a top 12 play. Yeah, it's like this whole thing where people just kind of there are a ton of people on by. So they just defaulted back to their preseason ranks is what it feels like. They're like, ah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, we'll I have him at. It's going to say we'll have him at 12. We'll have DJ Moore at 14. Yeah, it's Mike. Mike Evans is at 11 in ECR and Chris Godwin is at 12. That does not make sense. Mike Evans has been very good this season and Chris Godwin has been above average. Yeah, uh, like we mentioned, he got drafted at like wide receiver 19 with people thinking, oh, he'll be hurt for a while and then he'll be top 10. And then he was hurt for a while and then he's just been 19. Right. So um, DJ Moore, you have it 26. Everybody else has uh, him at 14. He caught a 62 yard pass for a touchdown. He's he's great now. He's fixed. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. He caught a Hail Mary. So we'll just ignore the fact that before that he had like four for 60 in a great matchup. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that he had a bunch of bad games in a row. Also, the fact that he does not have a good matchup this week. Um, it's made easier by the fact that Chidobe Awuzie tore his ACL, so he's mm -hmm. not playing anymore. But I still think Cincinnati has enough left in the secondary to slow down P.J. Walker and the Carolina passing game. Yeah, so, I think I think uh, so. Yeah, not not really super high on D.J. Moore. I think in a flex or a three wide receiver situation, sure. But in a two wide receiver league, I would try to find a better option. Yeah. So guys you have ahead of him are Tyler Boyd, Curtis Samuel, Jacoby Myers, uh, Jerry, Ter Terry McLaurin and Juju Smith-Schuster um, and Alan Lazard. And then um, you have your last guy you're lower on Darnell Mooney at 39. ECR's 29. They traded for Chase Claypool this week. Um, I am with you here in a like, hey, we need to see what this volume looks like before we feel good about putting um darnell mooney into our starting lineup yeah i mean he's already not getting that many targets um they don't throw the ball a ton so i i just yeah until i see that he's still the undisputed number one in the offense i have to you know i gotta bench him on uh, you know five targets in an offense that's not that good at throwing the ball really isn't going to cut it even in a good matchup yeah, so um, your toughest rank this week is this toughest rank every week. The guy I put into my lineup every Tuesday and pull him out of my lineup every Friday. You have him at 14. Michael Thomas. You have Michael Thomas living this weekend. Yeah, I mean, if Michael Thomas plays, you're playing him because Baltimore can't stop opposing receivers. And Andy Dalton loves to throw short passes. So, yeah, if, if Michael Thomas plays, I would expect like six for 70 and a touchdown. Um no idea if he will play, so if he doesn't, obviously I will remove him from the rankings, and um, it'll be another Chris Olave-only week. But hopefully he plays, and if he does, put him in your lineup. Okay. And then uh, your most surprising rank, which was one that I was kind of surprised by when I saw it, so this works. Alan Lazard at 15, uh, going up against the Detroit Lions. You think his shoulder will be better? He'll be good to go. Yeah, uh, I would expect him to play in this one. And uh, when he's played, he has either been getting like five for 80 and being mm -hmm. a wide receiver two, or he's been getting like three for 40 and a touchdown and being a wide receiver two. Um, and it's also a really good matchup against Detroit. I would expect um, Amani Oruwarie to be on Lazard. And Oruwarie has been really bad this season after being really good last season. So, um yeah, I just think with all the evidence we have this season, Alan Lazard is somebody who should be in your lineup this week. Okay, and then uh, your sneaky start this week at wide receiver is a guy that I highlighted as uh, 
as a streamer this week, because I think he's only about 38% rostered, if I'm remembering right. It's Josh Palmer. Um, he hasn't played in a couple weeks because he had a concussion and then a bye week, but you have him at 28. Great matchup going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, uh, really good matchup. Mike Williams is not going to play for a few more weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Keenan Allen's injury has not been responding the way that the Chargers wanted it to in practice. Um, there's a good chance he sits out again this week. So in that case, I mean, Palmer probably won't be very efficient because he's definitely not a number one receiver type talent. But if he's the number one receiver de facto in the Chargers offense, he's probably going to get double digit targets. And even if he's inefficient with that, you can expect like six for 60. Yeah, like, um, you know, we saw him against Denver. He had nine for 57 on 12 targets. Like, they'll just pepper him with targets if if guys are out. And um, mm-hmm. I think ideally they want Josh Palmer to be Mike Williams, and then they'll throw Gerald Everett into the Keenan Allen role if Keenan Allen's not playing. Or, like, DeAndre Carter. But if I was them, I'd rather use Gerald Everett than DeAndre Carter. I, think that. They'll, I actually think they'll use Palmer in the Allen role because he's been getting the short area targets. Well, then who rotates to the Williams role? Guyton? Oh, you think Carter does? Yeah, I think Carter will go downfield. Okay. All right. Well, um, there you go. We'll see how that works out. Um, I I could see that happening. I'm not doubting you. I hate I hate I said we'll see how that works out. It made it sound like it was like, all right, well, we'll see. Oh, that's not how I took it. You, We're good. You jerk. Um <laughs> <laughs> your tough set this week, Rondale Moore, 37. We kind of talked about this yesterday or I wrote about it or something. I think I wrote about it where we don't know what the real Rondell Moore is with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He had two targets the first game. He had like eight targets last week, like uh, going up against the uh, the Seahawks, um, who have a good secondary. We don't know what it's going to look like. Right. Seattle, good secondary, um, not good linebackers. So tight ends are really good against them. Quarterbacks are pretty good against them. Running backs are solid against them. Receivers are bad. Mm-hmm. So. I think this is going to be a lot of DeAndre Hopkins and not much of any of the other receivers. Yeah, not only are running backs good against them, but running backs catching passes are very good against them. So it's definitely like the front, the, just like a front seven problem. Like they're just like awful in the line. Well, actually, I guess, what would you call that? The middle three or four, <laughs> the linebacker core? Their, their linebackers <laughs> cannot cover. No, at all. Not to save their lives. So running backs, uh, tight ends uh, do pretty well. So Speaking of tight ends, guys you're higher on. Walker did it, everybody. Evan Ingram. Uh, tight end six this week. Ingram pilled now. Um, yeah. Yeah, Evan Ingram is the new the new hotness after Hayden Hurst came and went. Uh, Hurst is still fine, but yeah, Ingram's got a really good matchup against the Raiders. He's been consistently getting six targets every game. Um, yeah, cute. Uh, tight end six on the week. I, I think that you can expect double-digit points from Ingram right now. Yeah, and he's about, I want to, I think, like 60% rostered right now. So you can pick up and, and get him right now. And if you do, he has great matchups over the next, like, three weeks. So if you're playing that tight end streaming game, you can pick up Evan Ingram. And then, and just, then um, just not have to worry about it for, like, three weeks. Yes. And I keep having to look away from the screen because, you know, Walker and I are trading symptomatic yawns I th- or sympathetic yawns, I think. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I yawn the and then Walker yawns and then I yawn. So I'm looking away. Um, next guy, these next two guys aren't recommended starts, but if you're in a bind, you can start them. Uh, Will Disley at 15, um, ECR on him is 21. I had Will Disley and Noah Fant as my, uh, my end of my, my deep dive streams this week. Cause it's like mm-hmm. Cardinals bad, uh, pick one. 
Cardinals horrible against tight ends. Um, we did this earlier in the season with Disley and Fant when they played the Lions, and both of them scored a touchdown. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think Disley, they're both getting about the same amount of targets, but Disley has been getting more of the red zone looks. So, yeah, I think uh, definitely in a deeper league, if you need a streaming tight end, Will Disley somebody that you can play and figure he'll at least get you a few points. Yep. And then Logan Thomas, you have at 16, uh, ECR is 24, going up against the Vikings. Last week he ran 20 routes, didn't get a target, but he was on the field running around. But you think he'll get more involved this time? Yeah, I think they were more testing him out more than anything last week. Um, obviously, Taylor Heineke he's not as focused on the tight ends as Carson Wentz was, it seems. Mm-hmm. So I... I'm not saying he'll have a huge game or anything, but yeah, I mean, I can see like three for 35 on four targets. Hey, that sounds like a uh, tight end 17 to me. Hey, that's not bad. Yep. All right. Tight end, you're lower. Bad. It's, it, it, you know, it's better than this guy. Dawson Knox, 19 ECR is 14. Uh, he scored a touchdown last week. That means he's going to score another one this week. That's how this works. No, no, it's not how it works. Um, no, that's how it works. The Jets are not bad against tight ends at all um Dawson Knox gets like three targets a game Mm -hmm. so um yeah I'm not interested in the two for 15 guy yeah last week he was two for 10 and a touchdown and he still was not a top 15 or top 12 tight end he was no he was he was outscored by Cole Komet yeah there you go who we made fun of yesterday for not doing anything all right uh next guy oh the big beautiful boy Mike Kosicki uh, there will be no grid sicky this weekend against the Chicago Bears. Mike Kosicki, you have at 20, ECR's 12, but he has three touchdowns in the last three games, Walker. Yeah, 0-2-1. and one. Um, Wasn't particularly involved last week against the Lions. Got in yeah. the end zone, and that saved his day. Yep. Um, but he, three for 36 in a touchdown, we said. Something so, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chicago is a lot better on defense than Detroit is. So, you know, I know they traded Roquan Smith, so that'll make the defense a little bit worse. But, yeah, I I just I don't see Gesicki being a focus of the offense here. No, I mean, we said it. um, You know, the offense is going to be uh, the passing offense is going to be as much Tyreek Hill and as much Jalen Waddle as they can handle. And whatever's left over is going to go to Mike Gesicki. And it's like, you know, this one it's going to be, I would say, the vast majority Hill and Waddle. So. Uh, last guy is, uh, Isaiah likely you have him at 25 ECR on him is 17. I saw everybody talking like, Oh, if you don't have Mark Andrews, just plug in Isaiah likely. It's like the saints are very good against tight ends. Yeah. They are, I think the worst matchup or the second worst. They're matchup. what they're bottom three, at least. I know yeah. That. Bottom three yeah. matchup against tight ends. Um, if Mark Andrews plays, you absolutely can't play Isaiah likely. Um, ECR and Mark Andrews is still third. Um, mm-hmm. so that means that there are people out there who are saying that like you can consider playing Isaiah likely even if Mark Andrews plays. No. That's uh, insane. That's absurd. It, he in games that Mark Andrews has played the whole game, Isaiah likely has had one usable week. Let me ask you a question, Walker. Were we too quick to poo-poo uh Pete Werner? <laughs> uh, I think it's more Demario Davis. Yeah, I know. It's just I just it's just funny to we were roasting Pete Werner, good, rightfully so. And then we l- look up and it's like, oh, this team's actually kind of good against uh, tight ends. But yeah, it's Demario Davis. Pete Werner, not great. He will tackle lots of people, but not great. 
All right, your toughest rank this week, you have TJ Hawkinson at 10 going up against Washington. I had him as a sit this week. You know, I would rather start the chaos agent, Taysom Hill, who you have at 11. I'd rather start Hayden Hurst just because four targets a week to Irv Smith. Like, I got to see how they use him before I use him. That's fair. It's just that if, if you drafted Hawkinson, you probably drafted him top seven at the position. And so I doubt that you're going to be able to just pick up a better option. I mean, Evan Ingram is more than 50% rostered. I believe Hayden Hurst is more than 50% rostered. So, you know, best guy you're going to be able to scoop up is probably maybe you could scoop up Robert Tunyon and play him over Mm -hmm. Hawkinson that I would, I would be fine with. But other than that, you're looking at like Tyler Conklin against the bills and I'd rather play Hawkinson. Yeah, it's um, I can definitely see that being like a firewall for you because um, after him, yeah, it's like the chaos agent, Tyler Conklin, Hayden Hurst uh, and Darren Waller. So you're most surprising. Uh, you're you're uh, you're Pitt's build, Walker. Yeah, I'm yeah. Up before he scored a touchdown last week. He's good now. Um, Well, he did good stuff other than the touchdown, too. Um, five nope. for nine, five for 90. Right. Yeah. So 80. five for eight, five, five for 80 and a touchdown. Yeah. 19 points tight end three in the week. Uh incredibly good matchup this week against the chargers uh defense whose linebackers are awful really really bad uh, good. their linebackers were bad last year and then they were like we don't need to re-sign kaiser white yeah they were like uh uh um oh my god i'm completely uh, derwin james can make up the slack up for everybody like yeah, we'll just put then, him in like 12 places at once yeah and then you know they let go of denzel perryman a couple of years ago so yeah it's basically drew tranquil who's fine uh, Kenneth Murray, who's awful, and then nobody else at all. It, it's not good. And so I would expect Kyle Pitts to be open a lot. And uh, yeah, I, I think double digit points again for Kyle Pitts for sure. Yeah. And then um, your sneaky start, Tyler Conklin. He scored two touchdowns last week. Uh, Conkin balls, as I've started to call him. <laughs> Conkin balls. Uh, going up against the Buffalo Bills, though. That's a tough matchup, but you have faith starting him this week over guys like Darren Waller. Um, Hayden Hurst, Will Disley. She she conk on my balls. She conk on my balls. Oh God, please don't do that. Please do not conk on my balls. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> she conk on my balls. Ow. Uh, yeah, that's the ad lib after the line. <laughs> um, yeah, Conklin is Buffalo's a below average matchup for tight ends. Conklin is like still tight end. I think I believe of the guys who are playing this week, he is tight end six on the season. So, you know, it's like I'd rather play Evan Ingram. I'd rather play Tunyon. I'd rather play Gerald Everett. But, you know, if you really just got to go out on the waiver wire and get somebody, Conklin's probably the best option. Okay, yeah. And uh, he'll score. He's not going to score two touchdowns again because I'm not playing him in my home league. So uh, the random bum going off will not happen. Probably. He's probably going to have like five for 33. Yeah, he'll, he will get the eight points. And then the tough sit, Darren Waller, the man no longer exists, going up against Jacksonville. Who knows if he will yeah, ever you, play football again? Even if he does play, I would rather not put him in my lineup. There you go. I can understand if you have to, but there are plenty of other guys that you could pick up and play. Um, again, pick up Robert Tunyon and play him over Darren Waller. Big Bob Tunyon. Yeah, Tunyon probably scores a touchdown this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, perfect. That'll do it for the ranking show. Um, uh, again, for the if you're just joining us at the very end, if you s- scrolled forward, 
Um, you can go to... Yeah. If you're just joining us, I don't know why that's the case, but if yeah. you are... It would be very weird. Uh, you can go to footballabsurdity.com. Link at the top of every page says Week 9 Ranks. You can see all of Walker's ranks. Um, or you can check out the link in the description. Um, you can follow Walker on Twitter at Big Daddy Dricks if you'd like to yell at them about the rankings. If you'd like to yell at me, my handle is at MatthewBerryTMR. So thanks for <laughs> listening. Take care and have a good one. Bye.